difficult, 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 just like we are each one half. I like when it's like when our powers combine, we make reformed whores and difficult women podcast. Yeah, love it, <laughs> love it. So we went to a bar this week. Oh my gosh, it was so exciting! It was so exciting. It was an outside rooftop bar that is doing a very good job of social distancing, and there was hand sanitizer everywhere. Just. Just so you know, we were very Just so you know, it was very, very responsible, very safe. Um, our good friend Brett Jenilin opened it. Yes. If you're ever, if you find yourself in Brooklyn during this time, <laughs> don't, don't, first don't come visit. Uh, I mean, yeah, don't, don't travel come visit, here. Uh, yeah. Stay out of here. But if you live wrong. in New York City right. and you need a good rooftop bar, it's called Run Runaway Roof. What's it called? Yes. Runaway Roof. <laughs> runaway Roof. Yeah. It's in uh, Bushwick. Yes. So Katie and I got to go to a bar and drink cocktails. It was glorious. It was glorious. And we also, before we did that, we went to the beach and I had not left within like a five mile radius of my house for five months. So it was like glorious to be on a beach. I was, they were, she, I got real. She was like holding the sand in her hands. Just like, like kissing it, is. just rubbing it on my face. Like, ah, no, I did get a very bad sunburn though. I'm like in a lot of pain, but it was worth oh, it. Oh no. I like forgot how to be outside. I don't know how to be outside anymore. It was rough. I too got a little sunburn, but it, it went away. Thank God. Oh God, mine is. As good sunburns bad. do. Yours is still there? Mine's like oh, on no. my back. It's like so red, but also there's like little handprints because I was like, that's enough. That's good enough. And it just like really didn't do good. It's fine. Whatever. Nobody's seeing me anyway. Um, but I want to mention, and I don't know, I saw somebody on Facebook. We posted a picture of us on the beach in our masks and somebody posted and I don't know if they deleted it or if it's still up there, but somebody posted like it almost seemed like they were angry at us. Like, why are you wearing masks on the beach when there's nobody around? Like so mad about it. First of all, we do what we want. So don't tell us what to do. And secondly, it's so that we can protect each other. You know what I mean? It's like, why do people think that we can't infect each other? Right. How dumb. We got two more trolls about this picture. We did. I don't know if you saw no. this one. Mm. Oh, goodness. Oh, well, this say? guy. This guy really likes to troll us. I'm just going to say his name because you guys can look on Instagram. <laughs> this is under Reformed Whores, our Instagram. Hank.Maze, he says, and this is after our picture of us posting with wearing masks at the beach. I really dislike the fact that most of my comments are negative. Yes, he has that, trolled us in the past. So, so he knows you, that they're Hank. negative. Okay, that's weird. I really dislike the fact that most of my comments are negative. I really do. It is very unfortunate. You ladies can be very funny. I really don't want to hate. But why are, well, his grammar's wrong. Why are I going along with this insane mask BS? Any good study shows that masks do not stop viruses. Even N95 masks are ineffective. If they worked, I would be the first person to wear one and would proudly promote it. You look like a couple of mindless drones doing whatever is commanded of you. Please wake up. First of all, if you don't like what we're doing, 
don't follow us. You don't have to follow I, us. I, I can do what why. I want. I can do anything that I want as long as I don't hurt anybody else. And guess what? Wearing a mask does work. And it actually makes it's better for people. So don't get mad at me because I'm wearing a mask. The people that are so mad about the masks, first of all, you should wear a mask because it does work and it's to protect other people. And I don't know what you're reading that's saying that it doesn't work. Does, do, does it like 100 percent prevent viruses from spreading? No, no one's saying that it does, but it really does help prevent it. And there's a lot of evidence that that's the case. So I don't really know. This is just so political in this weird way. But secondly, the thing that kills me is it's one thing if you're like, I'm not going to wear a mask. And these people are like, my, you know, my body, my choice, which you're like, uh, hello, like that's what we've been saying forever. But also, if it's my body, my choice, like you're telling me, Mr. Mask Guy, then it's my choice to wear a mask. Leave me alone. Right. right. Why are you still you're still trying to tell people what to do? Yeah. Get the fuck out well, of I wrote him back. I wrote I wrote back. What'd you say? At Hank.Maze. Please send us five, in quotation marks, any good study, to quote you, right. that supports the scientific fact to reformtours at gmail.com, and we'll have a private discussion to understand where you're coming from. All good studies must be based on sci- scientific evidence, and doctors must be confirming your information. Yeah. Thank they you. They could just send Guess one. what? He- he didn't send Well, one. I wanted five. I wanted he five. Could, yeah. I want him. Sure. Because he, he, he could just send, send some. But he could send one. And I mm-hmm. and we could still I guarantee it wouldn't be from a real doctor. It'd be from like that well, lady right. that like things that you know you're having. But sex that's why with I think it's teams. curious. He hasn't emailed us yet. He probably hasn't read a single. He hasn't read anything. He heard somebody on the street once say there's a lot of evidence, and he doesn't. Right. He doesn't. He hasn't read a single article. Right. Cool. Great. Well, then and then that woman on Facebook wrote us. Um, maybe that's what you're saying. Maybe this but is the one. she wrote. Yeah, why are you wearing masks outside at the beach with no one around? And then I wrote her back, because we get trolled for wearing them in pictures and for not wearing them in pictures. So we put them on to hedge our bets. But we really can't win, can we? And then she wrote, I understand. Love your songs, Girls Poop 2. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but like, okay. what, if I had wrote her back, I would have been like, so we take care of each other. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. This is the real God's honest truth. When we went to the beach... There was nobody around us for 30 fucking feet or 50 feet. There sure. was nobody no, there. there was so when you're there, you don't wear a mask. No, it's fine. And also part of it is just sort of being like, you know, but we wore a mask in the car together. Yes. You know what I mean? When we I don't know where you've been, I, bitch. I know where you are. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just being responsible and keeping, you know. Totally. But what, the second we're outside and there's not anybody around. But also, like, yeah, if you I better believe. feel like wearing a mask today, what does that hurt anybody? Just right. leave me alone. Right. God sake. Yes. Absolutely. So anyway, I love I love the trolls. I love it. Uh so fun. Everybody's got an opinion. Everybody does, and they send us messages. Uh speaking of a good message. Yes, let's read a good one. I wanted to read you this because I think it'll spark an interesting conversation. Uh let's see. Okay. Our good friend Sarah from Charleston wrote us via Instagram. Ooh. Okay. So Sarah wrote. I've been thinking a lot about what y'all discussed in the Naked Athena episode, specifically about whether being naked in front of others is offensive, wrong, or abusive. I had a long discussion with a male friend recently about it because Mac DeMarco has been brought up in the Burger Record scandal due to him being naked on stage. And my friend and I were arguing in a gentle, constructive way 
about whether this constitutes abuse. If you pay to attend a music concert and then the performer gets naked unexpectedly, I said that nudity is this natural state and as long as he wasn't doing anything sexual with his naked body, I didn't see the problem. My friend countered that sometimes just seeing a penis can be triggering or harmful to people. So if one wasn't expecting it, it could constitute abuse. We sort of agree to disagree about it. As performers, what do y'all think? I mean, I think there's a lot of gray area in this conversation. You know, I think it's really hard to say like that it's 100% okay all the time and it's hard to say it's 100% not okay all the time. I understand that some people are triggered by nudity, but I think the other issue there is like we are being naked is natural. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So what are we doing as a society to make it, you know, that clearly someone, if someone is triggered by a penis, my guess is that there's an abuse situation there, right? So mm-hmm. that is a problem already. So there's that. I think also, I think if I was going to get naked on stage in a show, mm-hmm. I'd probably, there'd be some sort of a warning maybe just because of that, you know? So it's like, you don't have to come if you don't want that, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know. But I think also like nudity is an act of protest, as we discussed. That's not a thing where you go and be like, hey, just to warn all of y'all, I'm going to take my clothes off. That's not, you know, you're not going to warn people for that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think generally we need to like normalize bodies. And I think also there's a difference sometimes in this. Maybe there shouldn't be. But there sometimes can be a difference between a naked man that is out there and then a naked woman. We certainly perceive those things as different things. I remember us going to that place, uh, art, uh, draw, draw, drink and draw, yeah. drink and draw, yeah, yeah, yeah. drink and draw. And I personally was really shocked that they were naked and and I was fine with it. But I, I guess I was a little bit uh, just it was a little jarring. I didn't expect it. I thought it was I don't know what I expected that drink and draw was going to be. I thought we were just going to be. I don't know what we thought. I don't know. Draw some apples or something. Yeah, I don't know. I thought I was just going to get drunk and draw some. Yeah, still life. Uh, But I was definitely, it was interesting because I was so super aware. It all all of a sudden made me feel very prudish. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to draw her nipples and her veins. And, you know, I don't know. But my mom is an artist and she always had taught me if ever I needed some extra money in college or something to go to the art studio or, and you know, ask and see if they needed any models because the naked body is art. And it's especially helpful to artists to draw. And it is a beautiful, wonderful thing. Right. So, I mean, there's lots of, I mean. I think also the other issue is it's like the body is normal and we don't have not normalized it. We, especially in America. Especially in America, we are a, we were settled by prudes, <laughs> so it's like yeah. that's a problem. Um, so we need to cut that out. So I think that especially when it's like a still life or something, it's not. I'm not judging you for having that reaction. That was a reaction you had, but you have that reaction because it is like instilled. A, it's a, instilled mm-hmm. in you that like that's sexy or sexual or whatever. When it's not, she's sitting. I saw, she was just sitting there. She's sitting there. Like she just happens to not be wearing clothes, you know, and I do think that then we also there's this weird thing about nudity, though, where like there is a fine line between someone who's just naked in their body and then someone who then is all of a sudden doing a sexual act. Right. Yes. And those Mm -hmm. two things are going to be a very different experience, too. So I think it's I think. With this kind of conversation, it's the answer is context, context, context. Yeah, context. You know? And if we ever were to get naked on stage, uh, which we 
We I won't. Don't I don't think we we're going to do that. Yeah, I, I don't, I'd have I don't to be think that that's yeah. part of the think, show. Yeah, I don't think I'm we will know it in the reflection of the ticket prices. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there will be a disclaimer of 70s bushes on the stage. 70s Watch bushes. Out. Yeah, that will that's traumatize right. everybody. No, just kidding. Um, no, normalize bushes, girl. Normalize all of it. Normalize all of it. All of it. And I think yes. you have to have to like de- desexualize it's not that we desexualize the human body because the body is also used for like sex, but like there has to be an awareness that like, how come people there's, there's communities of people that are, that don't wear many clothes and that's not a problem. You know what I mean? Like, so this is an American problem. This is like a Western problem. Yes. Stop shaming us. Don't shame people. That's right. And I don't know. I mean, with that particular, I'd have to have been at that concert with that guy, I think to see like what he did and what his reasoning for it was and how, if it was sexual or not sexual and, if it just felt if it felt like he was just taking his clothes off, then I guess that's not, I don't I don't think that that's also you have the right to leave. You know what I mean? You're allowed to leave a place too. So what band was it that wore socks on their dicks? I don't remember. Oh, I always thought that was a beautiful little thing. Wait, was it? Did the Red Hot Chili Peppers do that? <laughs> yes, oh, yes, yeah. yes. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, I'm like uh, I'm I'm way for that too. I love that. Sure, they're not naked. It's fine. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, you know what we do know about, though? Yeah. What? And I've been knowing about it a lot this week. Let me tell you. Tell me. Woo! What do you know uh, about? Self-pleasuring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you know who's really good at self-pleasuring and giving you things to help with that? AdamandEve.com. That's right. Check it out. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. Select almost any one item for 50% off, and then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Enter offer code HORIO at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. A sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six free spicy movies. Ooh. Plus, free shipping. That's Horio, W-H-O-R-E-O, Horio at adamandeve.com. Because I live alone now, I have my vibrators lined up on my windowsill so I can be like, ooh, which one today? You're going to get like a sudden sunstroke or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I like to warm them in the sun. Yeah, I just warm them up. It's very romantic. Well, let's get into it, huh? Let's. So we just, I don't know, we just, first of all, here's the real truth. We just wanted to talk about something a little bit more chill today. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like a little, oh, I'm a little sp- spent on a lot of stuff, a lot of drama happening. Um, But there's something that's been popping up in the news. Uh, So we thought we'd discuss this because we have firsthand experience with this topic. And that is that this week is the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally in Sturgis, South Dakota. Vroom. Vroom, vroom, vroom. That's my Whoa, motorcycle she just impression. Away. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's just me laughing at you because <laughs> right or clapping as that's clapping. how they do it. That's how that's the motorcyclists right. do it at Sturgis when they see you perform. That's right, because and we know that because we performed there two years in a row in the year 2015 and 2016. Yes, and the reason why it's in the news right now. Uh, is because they are actually holding it again this year. And I was sort of like going over like how it is a lot of people, a lot of people from all over the country and the world come to Sturgis, South Dakota, which is a very small town, very small population under normal circumstances. Uh, But they all ride their motorcycles out there and into the Black Hills and different, you know, 
they hang out in different communities there uh, and camp and do socializing around motorcycle stuff. But I was looking at like what what are the numbers? So this year they were saying they're expecting 250,000 people to descend on this tiny town. Uh, the largest a- gathering since the pandemic. Yes. And uh, that's a lot of people. I will say that in previous years, the number's been more like 500 to 700,000. So at least less people are coming. <laughs> but it's like still so many people. When we were there in 2015, there were 700,000 people there. That was the most they've ever had. Yes. Um, and it was because of us. They came they to came see Reform They came to see us. We have so <laughs> many fans. So many fans. Um, but it'll be interesting. I mean, I, I think on the one, I keep thinking about, I mean, clearly it's a terrible idea. This is a terrible <laughs> idea to be holding this this year. Um, but I think about like, well, at least it's outside mostly, except for when people are drinking inside of bars. <laughs> and I mean, no one is going to be wearing a mask, though they should. That's what I was going to say. I think yeah. the biggest problem is nobody's going to be wearing a mask. And I've been watching, you know, in preparation for this episode, I just briefly, you know, was read the New York, there's an article in the New York Times about it. There's a lot of video footage of people walking Main Street. Yeah. And nobody's wearing a mask. And then when the reporters, you know, interview people, one guy said that it's a conspiracy, it's made up, yeah. like, you know, all this sort of stuff. So, I mean, a lot of people are just not going to be wearing masks yeah. because it feels like, it's their right. They they yeah. claim it's their right. So. Yeah. One thing, too, about it is that, like, a lot of people that go are over 50. Yes. So they're, like, the most risk <laughs> risk of this, too. So I, you, we, we kind of know it's not going to end well in the long run. But it's sort of interesting how, like, the state has been handling it, too, because their governor, the South Dakota governor, Christine Nome, she has been very vocal about not enforcing anything during this pandemic. She doesn't want to shut anything down. She doesn't want anyone to feel like they have to wear a mask. She doesn't really push the mask thing. They had a big event at Mount Rushmore when Trump came and she was like wanting as many people to come as possible. (laughs) She was definitely encouraging Sturgis, the rally. Um, So I've been thinking too about how like, honestly, if they had really set up some rules about mask wearing, they probably could have, they would probably have been able to save a lot of people from getting sick and dying, but they didn't. So, um, and I also found it interesting. I saw that Sturgis, the the city, the town of Sturgis, the 60% of the population did not want to have the rally this year and they voted for it anyway. And one of the things that's tough right now is that that is their main source of income every year. Is this, I mean, it really like, keeps people afloat this one event it says that it the state's department of tourism has estimated that the annual festival generates about 800 million dollars in revenue yeah and that's like that's like people's full like what they make for the year you know and so that 60 percent of those people still didn't want them to come <laughs> and also that, that like and i can kind of see especially if you're coming from a town or like a a, a, a a state that hasn't really been hit super hard. They, they've been hit a little bit hard because they had that outbreak with the meatpacking place. But they, um you know, they're not, they keep think they keep saying like, well, we're not New York City. We're not New York City. But they don't, I don't think they're getting that it doesn't matter. <laughs> if you right. pack a ton of people in from coming from all these other hotspots, I'm just, I'm worried. 
Well, that's what I thought was interesting in the New York Times. They were talking about how this guy from North Carolina, he's 66 years old, which is definitely, you know, at risk for the virus. And he came from North Carolina and he went and he just said like, well, I don't know anyone who has it. And that honestly has been a lot. I've heard of that a lot from people. Well, do you know anybody who's had it? Do you know? Because I don't. I mean, but you do. You're, I do. Yeah, yeah and I was going to say. I've like, had, no, no, I do. Well, no, and, and I know a friends, ton of people. Yeah. Right. And I've had a friend who passed away from it. Yeah. And we have a comedy so, friend that died, too. We were talking about that the other day, who is like not that old. So right. it's definitely like uh, it's a real thing. And I think it is hard for people when they don't experience it firsthand. But it's sort of interesting, too, about like the demographic of people that go to Sturgis are just that exact demographic of people that are sort of feeling like it's a hoax. And they're the kinds of people that are really into this idea that, you know, it's infringing on their liberties to wear a mask. Um, And we kind of experienced some of that firsthand while we were there in terms of like I think one of the things because sometimes people give me a hard time for going to Sturgis or like why were you like performing for that those kinds of people and you know that those are the Trump supporters and the worst people but I have to say and I always sort of feel this way I feel so lucky that we got a chance to really immerse ourselves amongst people that are different than us and that because people that we do not hang out with when we're in New York because you really start to see their perspective now I'm not saying we agree with their perspective we never really do but it it was really fascinating to sort of sort of see where what people's where people's heads were around different issues and there was a Trump rally when we were there because it was that year that the of the election yes we accidentally found ourselves in the middle of a Trump rally after a show the the president of Buffalo Chip, which is a campground there, came out on stage and said he gave a little speech and his support for Donald Trump. And then the Trump signs came out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, you know, people were chanting for Trump. I started chanting for Hillary Clinton and you got scared. You were like, Marie, don't. I was like, we're going to die. We're I was like, die. well, take me down, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I think that the, it, but it was such an interesting. I remember even being at that rally, that Trump in the middle of that Trump rally thing. Accidentally. And, <laughs> yeah. But I think it was also we could we we hung around a little bit, too, because I think we were like, what is this going to be about? You know, and one thing I did find interesting and I and at that time, too, there was certainly the like Trump supporters that were vocally for Trump. But I was also almost surprised by some of the people that I talked to, especially some of the little bit of the younger people who were like. They hated Hillary and they hated Obama. So they were going to vote for Trump, but they weren't that excited about him. You know, I remember there was those guys that were um, they were had been in the army and stuff and they were military guys and they didn't like Obama because of something that Obama had passed or whatever. You know how that stuff and it was like a military based thing. I wonder I'd be so curious what they think about Trump now since he's just shat all over the military people and the vets. But um, because like I think that that was sort of an interesting thing to me, too, where like you could there were, you know, there's the crazy people that you can you just can't have a conversation with. But there were people that I I did get a chance to talk to. And again, I don't I did never agreed with them and it wasn't going to be a thing where we can change each other's minds. But I do think it's like it's been helpful or it's been an interesting reflection during like this Trump administration to have had experience with other people and knowing like. The types of people that go to Sturgis, I, I, I can see, like, why they're not wearing masks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I can see. 
And when we went, though, like you said, I mean, we went before Trump was elected. So the political climate was very different when That's we true. were at Sturgis. But there we were still having these kind of conversations about freedom. They're, they're very into, you know, everyone is very patriotic there, but then also really into freedom of speech, but then like just freedom to ride, <laughs> freedom right. to, you know, to be. And, and I, I was really inspired by a lot of the people that we met during that time. Um, really, really kind, wonderful yeah. people that, yeah. you know. Um, especially the people that work there. Oh, that we're yeah. Still the people that I've been following, like we're still buddies with those people, uh, and they are super liberal, super, super, super liberal. liberal. And they really are liberals in sort of like a very conservative environment. So it's cool that they really do. And they're vocally liberal, which is really cool. Um, but they like motorcycles and they like, you know, and it's a kind of a cool gig because it's honestly, it's like a running a concert venue is really where we were working. So you get to see a lot of things and you get to do a lot of stuff and you're camping out and you get to ride your motorcycle and stuff. So I get all that stuff being appealing. But you know what that reminds me of about the freedom and all that? Again, this is before the Trump stuff really got into gear. But that year, Leonard, our last year there, Leonard Skinner was there and we actually opened for Leonard Skinner. And that was the most people we've ever performed for ever in our lives. It was like 10,000, 20,000. I don't even know. A lot of a lot of people, which was like amazing. But I remember being really curious then. I was like, are they because their emblem was the um, Confederate flag. So I was like, are they going to have the Confederate flag out or not? And when they came on stage, they unwrapped a flag and it was the American flag. And I remember thinking like, oh, phew, OK, cool. Like, that's good. Like, that's a good thing. Like, I feel positive about that. And then halfway through the show, the lead singer is like, Fuck that flag. Like, they made us take on down our Confederate flag. And then he whips a Confederate flag out from his, like, butt crack or something. And it's, like, <laughs> waving it around. He's like, ah, they can't stop us. And then the whole crowd was, like, cheering. And I remember thinking, this is really scary. This is really fucking scary right now. And I just, I think that, like, there, and I think the general vibe with that group in that moment especially, it's, like, the people that go to Sturgis are not... They don't ever experience the negative side of that flag. For them, that flag is about freedom and rebels and blah, and all that bullshit that people defend the flag about. And then they just don't understand like how fucked up it is to be supporting it to that extent, you know. And that was really scared. That moment scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I was like, oh, here she go. <laughs> well, the moment that scared the shit out of me. So we, like we said, we've been two years. So the second year we went, we actually went back with in mind to film a web series. And we brought our camera guy with us and we filmed this awesome web series. It's called Journey to Greatness. I really hope you guys check it you out. You should absolutely watch it after this. It's a choose your own path web series. You're not allowed to say adventure <laughs> anymore, but. That's right. We were contacted a cease and desist mm -hmm. order from the, <laughs> the, the novel, the books. But anyway, so it's a choose your own fate adventure right, story yeah. um but we were filming and all of a sudden there's just chanting america america yeah. america and it was the most like it was not, like fascist thing it was or, like, scary it, it was scary. it was scary it was legit scary and we act we have it in some of the footage we didn't put oh, it God, into no, the it video like but looking at like some of the the b-roll and stuff that came i came across that and it is, yeah, it's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. I think that the 
the individuals themselves are wonderful are like once you get to know people at Sturgis on an individual level we were able to meet some really nice people but then as like a whole it's quite quite terrifying <laughs> and also I mean I think a lot of the people that made an effort to come see us or talk to us were a little bit more in line with what we were doing than maybe the people we never talked to I don't know and also some of the performers we became friends with so there's there was just some very colorful not skin colorful, but like <laughs> but just personality, per, full of personality individuals that we got to meet that we just never would have interacted with under any other circumstance. So I just really can never regret any of that by any stretch of the imagination. And we put a lot of those individuals into our web series. So if you want to see what we're talking about, <laughs> go on over yes, there. Yes, please. Um, please. Yeah, and we and again we did meet some wonderful, wonderful people that we really did um, connect with in a real way. And there was a lot of people, like you said, that went for, you know, people go for the motorcycles. They don't go to join a Trump rally. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. They're there to ride and connect and make connections, and they have things in common with other people in the community. It's just weird how we're in such a weird time now, where this politics are so. I mean, there was a. I don't. I doubt there were a lot of super liberal people that chose to pay to go there that year you know or or at least now this year I can't imagine well that's what I really appreciate about the rally is that where it's placed in Surges South Dakota uh, you can be able to do these awesome day trips which we never got to do because we were working yeah. so hard but you know it's neat in the in the idea that like you have you camp you know you either have a tent or an RV or whatever and then you can ride the Black Hills that are there. You can go visit Mount Rushmore or, you know, and I think that that's a really beautiful thing. You know, go see the country. Well, in that side of the country, it really is beautiful, beautiful countryside. And not countryside, it's like the hills. So it's just, it really uh, is yeah. beautiful out there. So I get the appeal of wanting to be out. And, and then the other, honestly, the other part of it, it's not just about like wholesome riding. It is definitely a debaucherous <laughs> experience. It's a lot of drinking. It's probably a lot of drug use. I don't know. We saw somebody having sex on a motorcycle while it was a driving. A lot of titties. <laughs> a lot of titties. Um, a lot of that kind of like, you know, what you, what you might imagine from that kind of thing. But I do think that we did talk to some people too about how for them, you know, it's a lot of sort of working class white Americans who this is like their one way to their one time in their lives that they can burn blow off some steam and just have some fun and this is what they you know this speaks to them and they and there's a sense of freedom I think that like that is one thing that you were just saying earlier but a lot of people that don't have freedom in their lives and their day-to-day because their bosses are breathing down their neck or they're working hard or they you know or their kids are like driving them crazy this was their way to kind of really be free in this way that right and again without all the racist parts of it it could be fine like there's nothing about that those things are, and it's and they celebrate music because again like at our venue it was a big concert venue where they had big rock people come and perform and we got to see like willie nelson and um alice cooper and weird al came and we opened for him and so um you know it's like it's it's like the right idea <laughs> but well for the record i just want to say we were asked to open for kid rock yeah i love this story and we were like nah we're tired well we were like <laughs> the real truth is like they were like doing open for kid rock and we were sort of like um 
I guess like, okay, like, sure, whatever. I guess we'll just do it just to get more stage time. And then uh, it started raining. And then he was like, postponed. And they're like, okay, now it's time. Are you ready to go on? And we're like, we're sleeping. <laughs> like, we're not going to go. <laughs> we're sleeping now. And they're like, are you, are you sure? Are you sure? I'm like, nah, we don't want to do it. And he's the worst. So it's great. He is the worst. I, th- I didn't even know. Th- I didn't remember that. I thought we were just like, no. No, we like we were going to do it. We didn't really want to do it, but we were they were sort of like, you know, they can't they we were going to do it for them because they mm, needed somebody they needed to do it. Opener. Yeah. Mm. And they were like, we can get you on and like whatever. It'd be good to have one more person. And da, 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 would you do it? Would you do it? And we were sort of like, oh, God, it's OK, fine. And then like the when it, when it got delayed, we were like, we're late. We're in bed now. We're not doing this. <laughs> we don't want to do it. <laughs> so stupid. Oh God, so funny! Uh, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't change our experience. I wouldn't, you know. It was really epic in my life when it happened. Yeah, I mean, I think I also. Oh, sorry. We were also paid the most. We were. That's been the most we've ever been paid. But then also, I've learned since, and this is our the agents at our time. It's their foul, not the the not the venue, Sergis. Yeah. But we learned that a man made the exact same amount of money we made, but we had to split it between two women. Right. So if you're just wondering about oh, that works. <laughs> pay, pay gap and gender issues in the comedy that happens world. A lot, so. does. It happens a lot. We're in a duo, so they split it. Yeah. And they just give us the same amount. It's great. It's really anyway, not no more. <laughs> not anymore going forward. I mean, we're not touring, but you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that like, um, yeah, I don't really know. It's such a weird, it's such a weird thing. I think I also was really, really... At that time, I was still I knew that the country was becoming more and more divided. And I think that that motivated me even more to want to be there, to try to bridge that gap a little, have these conversations, connect these like dots just a little bit more. And the other thing that I found during all of these conversations that I did have with people about like politics and stuff was that at the end of the day, with most people, we all want the same thing. We just think it comes from different aspects right so if you're watching fox news you know you want your you want your family to be like happy and safe and you want your community to be a safe community and taken care of and you want the people around you and your friends to be loved and feel safe and all that so we all want that but but then if you have trump saying like don't worry we've like taken out all the the public housing in your neighborhood so that you're you know that's the latest thing that he's been saying so that the suburbs will be safe again or whatever. It's like then people are like, yeah, yeah, that's what we want. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not the right idea. How about we fund these communities, all the communities, so that we can make everybody safe and happy, so that everybody can be taken care of, you know? So it's like, it's almost like the right, almost like the same ideas that we have about life and yet somehow get distorted through the political filter, you know? Mm. I just remember the conversation I had with one person there about Obama and just his viewpoint of it was that it was Obama's fault that racism existed. Right. And it was Obama's fault that it was as bad as it was at that time. And I think that conversation was 2016. I do remember that. And I just – I tried to debate, but then, you know, we're in the back of like a pickup truck and – and also we're so then the, I just kind of the let, other thing was yeah, we're, we're super outnumbered like we were you know there's right. like nobody everybody on, in that pickup <laughs> right. truck was uh and, and it's agreeing. not even just the pickup truck because like everybody on the campground you know what I mean like totally. we're just not you know but it was really interesting to hear it the words come out of 
you know, you you you, you kind of hear that people say that stuff, but then you hear someone say it in real time and you're like, oh my God. Right. And coming from New York City, we don't, I have never heard anybody say that. So then all of a sudden I'm hearing this person really passionately saying that it, racism is Obama's fault. And they're just regurgitating the- <laughs> what they're hearing on Fox News and what they're hearing totally. in, from like right. the, you know, conservative government, you know, conservative politicians and stuff. And it's really fucking scary. And I think that that was, I guess that's the sad part of it for me in some way, which is that like, I think I was really hoping, and in some ways we did, I guess, like we went up on those stages in front of those particular types of people and we sang Girls Poop too all the time, you know what I mean? And like, so we were really trying to spread a message that was different from what they were accustomed to hearing. And I think even just like trying to have conversations they were like unaccustomed to having, especially with women, you know, it was something, but it wasn't, I think I just had this grandiose idea that we could make more of a difference. And obviously we didn't stop Trump <laughs> because of going there, but it right. was, but we did get, but we did get Weird Al to listen to us sing on stage. And when we came off stage, he was there and he said that we had voices of angels <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, it was, it was cool. And I, th- you know, I think he also cool. was like, what am I doing here? <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, he was, he, was, I heard really he was like really scared of the, the motorcycle revving and someone had to tell him like, don't worry. It's like, it's just them applauding because it freaked them out. <laughs> or we like, I think we told his, his uh, handler or something to be like, just, just that's what it was. He, we like got to hang out a little bit with one of his like production guys beforehand. And, um, we were like, just warn him that if he starts hearing the revving of the motorcycles, that's a good thing. Not like, and they're not going to attack. <laughs> they're like applauding that's a good, for yeah, you, even though it's really scary. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it scared the shit out of us the first yeah, time. It's crazy, but it was an incredible experience. I'm so glad we ha- we got to do it. We lived in an RV together. Uh, they when we got there, we we got a golf cart that we got to drive around. That was super fun. And then we met some really incredible people who we were still in touch with today and still debating. Oh, yeah. Still conversations with. being had, you know, about some of these still things. Still having conversations. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, again, I, I, am, I think that that's one thing that I'm not saying you should waste a lot of your energy on people if you feel like that's not where you want to put your energy. And I think that that's totally appropriate but there is this weird balance where like i think if we could have more conversations with people that are willing to have conversations then i think it can make a difference you know i think just screaming at each other all the time isn't gonna help there's one fan in particular who i do chat with who will ask me questions from time to time and sort of privately and then we like i explain why that's not okay or why this is whatever and i think that like that to me is hopeful because that's somebody that really you know they're reaching out to me in a in a not in a fighting way just in like a questioning way and that to me seems like somebody who comes from a very different background but wants to know something different you know and that's what i we right. need more of is just people ask you know reaching out and going like hey i i, I want to know more about this i want to I, I i clearly didn't experience this in my life and now i need more information i appreciate the private conversations i think that it's really hard yeah when you see on facebook people just really going at it's it it's really hard because and, you also don't know yeah. the context especially like when i post something and then if one of you know like a, if a sturgis buddy like reaches out and like says something very inflammatory <laughs> It's weird because, like, I know the context of where what he's who he is, and I'm not saying he should say those things, but I also see where people sometimes are like, "What?" <laughs> like, so I think you know. So if any of y'all are listening out there, you can always reach out to us privately, you know, and we can have you know 
We can explain ourselves more privately if you'd prefer. <laughs> I don't know. Or if you want to do it public, we'll tear you apart publicly. That's up to you, <laughs> you know. But <laughs> if that's what you want, I don't know. Right. Well, if any of our Sturgis fans are listening or any of the people that work at Sturgis are listening, please be please careful. Please be careful. Wear, wear a mask. You know. Be the only person Who wearing a mask. I read that also in the Times is that nobody is wearing them. So then you feel crazy to wear right. one. Be a rebel. And then it defeats the purpose. Yeah. And it's like, no, just, yeah, be, be a true be a rebel, rebel. Yeah, and Don't wear go one. with the flow. Do what you know is right for you and for your family and for everybody. And also maybe like yes. when y'all are done, quarantine, when you're headed home, maybe for two weeks. Before oh, you go and hang it's out with your kids. It's going to be a super spreader. Yeah. Oh, it's I'm real worried. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. Well, check out our web series that we yeah, filmed that's, there. This is, We're this so proud really of it. This was just one big ad for our web series. I don't know if we sold it or not, but <laughs> <laughs> you, should, you should definitely watch it. There's some crazy, crazy antics that happen in there. And all of it is just stuff that was at the chip. And the chip was very good to us, you know, and they were very, very supportive and kind to us. And they let us film that thing, which was really nice of them, too. They let us film that thing. And they let us. The most valuable, the most oh, wonderful experience yes. was the the buffets that we got the to go to. So they good. had like a VIP breakfast, lunch, and dinner buffet only for VIPs. And when we first got there, <laughs> we were not supposed to go there. And I don't know what happened, but you I were just like, so- well, they gave the first day they were like because they said that they'd feed us, and they gave every day they'd give us like a ticket for a hot dog, hot dog <laughs> or something. Like, we were like, no, no, food is supposed like, to. I don't know yeah. if we can eat a hot dog every day. I think we pulled a diva and called our agent and was like, we. Can't can't eat hot dogs every day we were watching our weight i honestly think we just like went fine. back there and we were just like that's it we're gonna go there now and i think we just, we're just decided we were coming in i don't even think we had wristbands at that point i think we just walked in there every day and sometimes they'd be like are you supposed to be here and be like yep <laughs> like that was of that <laughs> food was amazing the ladies and it's all home so cooked good. the ladies that made that food they were so wonderful. Those ladies were oh lovely. Oh my gosh. South Dakota food. It's the best. Those, it's the best. Those salads with marshmallows. I'll never favorite forget. favorite South Dakota salads. I love them. It's like <laughs> the food I grew up with. My family's from South Dakota. So I, I, that food was very familiar to me. I love it. Oh my gosh. Cash Not rolls. me, but I loved it. It was, it was mm. great. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. If you have anything you want to Tell us. Yeah, honestly, I'd be curious too about if you if you're like mad that we went to Sturgis or if I don't know. I'd be curious what people's feelings about it are. You know, I think generally I'm. I've gotten so many messages this week. Thank God you're not at Sturgis. I was like, we wouldn't be invited back right now anyway. No, (laughs) they they don't want us. That's all. They don't want us. And if we do ever go back, we're asking twice as much money, bitches. Yeah, (laughs) they'll they'll never have us back. But that's right. (laughs) <laughs> we're not going to sing vasectomy in Sturgis, I don't think. We should, but yeah. Oh, they would uh, love it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Send us an email, difficultwomenpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you want us to talk about, too, if there's anything we, this, I don't know, you want to hear. We love you all. Sturgis is going on right yeah, now. Yeah, we love y'all. If y'all are at Sturgis and listen to this, please wear a mask. <laughs> and, you know. Yes. Whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Hop on my Harley, girl. Let's ride off into the sunset. Depends like a scooter. <laughs> you want a piece of my hoo-ha, hoo-ha. You got to work for my hoo-ha, hoo-ha. Want to get down with my Diamond rings just take me on over to the Burger King. No, she-
my bucket, I check and window. Brush my hair and rub my back. And I let you put sunscreen all over my rack. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Makes me so hot like a motorcycle. 